0: Happy Christmas all and welcome to edition five of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. My name is Michael Bailey. Hello there. I'm The Athletic's Norwich City correspondent. And every week I will host this Canaries chatter for you this week. We look back on a quite incredible 2019 for Norwich City and chat about the Canaries' best Christmas present yet. Leading us through it all, we have Norwich City favourite Darren Huckabee.
1: Thanks for having me again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> again and PA media sports journalist and Norwich fan Jim Van Wyk. Hello. Uh, before we get going properly, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic to read great articles and get access to all 11 of our brand new podcasts and just by listening to this very show right now, you can subscribe now for the 40% discount, 40% discount by going to theathletic.com and using the code norwichpod Gentlemen, welcome again. Have you had a good week?
1: Yep, yeah, very good, thank you. <laughs> That's it's a been, great a co- it's a been
0: a long week. It's been a long week. It's a great question. Are we Christmas ready?
1: Christmas Christmas ready? You yeah, enough. I've, I've got a few things to get this afternoon after this. Have you? Okay. So I better be in a good mood or the missus is getting nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Jim, are you done?
2: I need to go to the club shop to pick up a few little special items. Excellent. So, can you, you know. can you give us a yeah. window into what I scored at Carr Road, pants, something
0: like that? Yeah, no? brilliant. No, do, no. They do they do those? Always go down.
2: Well, I don't know what well, they should do if they're not maybe <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll have a chat with the marketing manager. So
0: they will have a word. Uh, we are yeah. at Carr Road, by the way, which is which is most lovely. Uh, so it is uh, time for us to look back over a quite remarkable twen- twelve months for Norwich City. Twenty nineteen began with a one one draw at Brentford, and Tim Close's entirely unremarkable equaliser uh, and then of course it ends with Norwich back in the Premier League still hoping they can beat the odds and survive uh, it's been quite the ride again uh, they lost just once away from home in the Championship after the turn of the year which is at Preston Jim it was quite remarkable from all of your Norwich City experiences remarkable
2: yeah i, I... I think so. And just looking back at the, just looking back at those, those results, I mean, after that Preston game, you know, we, we we won at Bolton and, you know, beat Bristol City turning out round about, you know, being three, um, being 2 nil down at half time, had that fantastic run of, run of wins. And then we went through those runs of draws, didn't we? Just trying to get, trying to get over the line. It was a fantastic time to be, um, you know, to be a Norwich City supporter. and. You know, Daniel Farkas side rightly getting plaudits for, for the football um, that they played and that they've continued to try to play on getting it back up to, into the uh, into the Premier League. And it really lifted the whole city and the whole county, didn't it?
0: Cool, yeah, just a bit. And there are so many moments from the championship aspect of last, or well, this year that we could reflect on because we're touching on them then. Mario Franchis' last-minute free kick, the win at, against Sheffield Wednesday, the win at, at Leeds, and then all of the
1: title celebrations. Darren, what sticks in your mind? I think the Leeds away performance uh, from start to finish, I think that was classed as a whoever wins it's going to win the league and I think we dominated the game. We were a better team from start to finish. I think that really just set everyone's minds at rest that so we were the best team in the championship. I know we had probably a little bit of a wobble after that, but I think Buendia got sent off to and it, Yeah, and yeah against QPR, yeah, that's yeah, and right. It, and it was we couldn't win without Buendia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, but, uh, we got over the line and, like I say, it's one of them, it's one of them seasons that fans will remember for the next 20 years did those
0: um title winning scenes and celebrations do they take you back to when you guys won it
1: yeah exactly the same yeah it's a bit like a bit like it was there because nobody expected it i think you went under the radar for so long and the time that everyone took you seriously you'd already walked away with the league so i think we finished on exact same points as well yeah so it shows how good both seasons were this is it um how much does what happens after it um, sort of protect the memory of of winning a title. <laughs> I, th- I don't think we parted as hard as these did. <laughs> they seemed to be up on it all the time. It was, it was amazing. I, I've never seen something like that on nights art. So.
0: I, th- I think it did finish basically when preseason started, didn't it? From for some of them. But,
1: but, but like you say, you work all year, and when you do uh, achieve something that's special, you have got to remember it because it don't come around very often. And and the, the crazy thing about football, it stops first game of the next season and it's like back to the grind and, and things can go good or bad straight away so when you do get some kind of you know a promotion or something where everyone comes together I think it's good that you, you get to remember it
0: Absolutely Premier League hasn't been so bad since has it Jim?
2: <laughs> I plead the fifth on that one no I mean <laughs> I, I think it's uh, I, I remember speaking to um speaking to Darren Darren Eady um, uh, in sort of the pre-season to do a pre-season feature and he was saying I think Norwich could you know that Norwich could provide an unknown quantity factor because they've not been in the Premier League for so long, and you know perhaps take a few teams by surprise with the way they played. And I think that showed, especially in, you know the first game at Liverpool. I know the result wasn't good, but you saw some of the football that we then going to a place like Anfield and just going and playing the football and wanting to wanting to enjoy it. Had that fantastic win against Newcastle, and then for one reason or another, which not going to have long enough to go into in a podcast, things just haven't worked out. But the, the, the signs are there that Norwich can get the results, but it's getting those results consistently against you know the teams that you
0: really need to be taking points off that you want to be finishing above. Two remarkable Premier League performances that were as good as anything from, from the championship element of 2019 as well. Newcastle at home, where Norwich... I kind of just did what they did to championship teams against a Premier League team regardless of what you think about it and what, however Newcastle <laughs> prepared for it that is what Norwich did and then although it may have been one of the worst things to happen the actual 90 minutes of beating Manchester City the atmosphere in this place given that Norwich had spent months you know, basically winning the championship you still had that 90 minutes against Manchester City
1: where there was a noise in here like we probably hadn't heard before yeah you take the three points against Newcastle but I think anybody was at the game. Newcastle were in absolute shambles. By well, the they were, yeah, That's and you're true. thinking, well, these are really struggling, and they're going to go down. But obviously, Steve Bruce has turned it around a bit. The Man City game was slightly different. From the minute, first minute of the game, it just felt like it was one of them games where something special could happen. And you know, the, the players rose to the occasion. The fans rose to the occasion. It was a you know a real special day. Man City were, all, you know, for their standards, weren't quite up to it. But we got to take a lot of credit for that. You know, you just hope that it's not going to be remembered as a game where we won and, you know, we didn't do enough after it to stay up. So, like I said, a great day and great memories, but you've got to take the whole season into account when it comes to results and staying up.
0: Yeah, 100%. I understand.
2: Th- I think the frustrating thing is, is that people can see Norwich aren't far away. We're not far away from getting consistent results. It's just those small margins, those small mistakes, and we're being punished for it. But then that is what the Premier League is. Last season, how many times did Norwich go behind because you go but you'd always felt that they would come back and norwich would have the front line to power through teams but you're talking about stepping up from effectively still with a championship winning team trying to hold their own in the premier league and having faith that the players can step up but that the golfing class from from the defenders that you're going up against it's you know it's something else and you have to just try to think outside the box really i guess to see how you can get the results with with the players you've got at your disposal
0: Having seen what uh, Kevin De Bruyne did uh, at Arsenal, it's probably nice that he didn't play
1: down here. <laughs> that was probably yeah, one of the 100%, master strokes. You know, <laughs> we, we, we spoke about you know, the difference between the Championship and the Premier League, but we did concede nearly 70 goals in the Championship and still won the league. But the difference is you're not going to be able to score as many goals as we did last season in the Premier League, and you're playing against better forward players. So you, know, you definitely have to sort out the defensive side of our game. And uh, there's positive signs But we still, we still got the worst uh, conceded the most goals in the league. I I think
0: not quite. I think Southampton have conceded fewer, but yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's it's not exactly a clear cut. And, I mean, the, the, the issue with Norwich is that they've really struggled when they've gone behind. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's, that puts a huge weight on what you're trying to do, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, obviously, Man City felt special because uh, we did the Along Come Norwich live show before kickoff. I think, Darren. I think and that's, what, that's what swung it, I think. I think so. Should we, do, we need to do another one of those, don't every we? Every, every week. week. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, <laughs> don't know, if we do time. it every week, all even time. away from home. Yeah, yeah. after have to work with the Along Come Norwich. I think that, that's key,
2: what, what Darren said there, that, you know, you don't want this season to be remembered, oh, yeah, Norwich had that great win over Man City, and then they just went down. You know, it's got, it's got to mean something, hasn't it? And, and for, for, for that to happen, you know, things are, Norwich have got to find a, a way of consistently getting, you know, points against opposition where they really should be getting something from.
0: I just remember when Norwich went to Wembley, put on a sumptuous performance, they beat Middlesbrough. It was such an iconic um, uh, 90 minutes for the football club. And then the fact that it all just sort of got thrown away in the following season... You just
1: don't remember as fondly the playoff final. That's yeah. how I find it's yeah, hard to hard to, you, to separate. Them. What you do, you look you look back and obviously you have the Premier League years on that's always on Sky, and you don't want it to say show us beating Man City. And then come the end of the season, Norwich <laughs> went down ten points behind everybody else. So yeah. you, you just want it. You, you've got to build on the them kind of performances, and and we haven't done it yet. Even though we've had a couple of good performances after that, we've not really built any kind of momentum. Exactly. Well, there you go. The New Year's resolution <clears> for <throat> twenty twenty boys. Um, we uh, over 2019
0: said goodbye to the likes of Remy Matthews, Evo Pinto, and Marcel Franca.
2: Evo, you know, was a, was a, seemed you know a decent enough, decent enough, decent enough chap, and you know a, a quality player. But when you had the competition for places, trying to dislodge those guys that, that came in, and I mean, absolutely last season, you know, those those guys were flying, weren't they? Those defenders. So. You know, you can't really argue with the decisions that the that the manager has made, certainly with letting the players go. You know, maybe they just need a little bit of help with some incoming in the in the January sales, maybe.
0: Indeed. And and uh, I mean Max Aaron's has uh, developed into into the sort of player that left Divo with no room to, to go last no, I
1: year, think so. you know Pinto always looked good going forward. Defensive, for I think he was very questionable, if I'm gonna be honest with you. And you know, if an eighteen year old is coming into the team for the first time, never played any professional football and keeping you out of the team. Yeah. You know, maybe Pinto needs to do a bit, do a bit more.
0: <laughs> ah, that's true. Well, it, well, he went to he went back to Zagreb and, and mm. had a lovely send off as well. So, mm. how about a player of the year for 2019? Who do we want to give that to? I've got some select names here, but I'm open
1: to uh, I'm open to suggestions. You know, Pukis continued to score goals in the Championship and the Premier League. I think there's a stat came out that he's the highest goal scoring in all four divisions yep. over the last year. Yep. So it's it's pretty hard to pick anybody else. Even though there has been some real good performances around that, but you know, he's, he's been ex- ex- exceptional. And let's hope nobody puts a silly bid for him in January.
0: Yeah, yeah that's true. I, th- I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. Honorable ne- mentions, Jim. You know, maybe looking at an, un- an unsung hero, maybe.
2: You know, because there were so many great, so many, you know, so many great players. I just, I just think Kenny. You know, Kenny McLean. I just think everything, everything about him is his attitude, his his team play. He shouldn't be able to do the you know the things he, the things he does. He scored some great goals, some great you know some great link-up play. By all accounts, he's you know he's a great guy, and his you know connection with the mayor of Norwich joke and everything like that. Um, so, and I think he epitomises the new you know the, the the team the team spirit. What you can achieve if you work hard enough.
0: Yeah, bang on, and and it's kind of pertinent with Kenny because he barely played, did he? Yeah, um, no, no, twenty eighteen yeah. with his injury. I mean, so. it, it makes no sense
2: why he should come in and, and 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 fit into this team and take his chance the way he does. But it just goes to show that the the head coach here will give players their opportunity, and it's up to the players then
0: to take them. I love it. Uh, honorable mention from myself for Christoph Zimmerman. I think he was joined as the fourth-choice centre-back, having joined from the fourth tier of German mm. football. And now wasn't he, probably probably
2: he about to... He was, he was thinking about jacking it all in, yeah. wasn't he, and doing a, a teaching course he or something? He was going to become and, a maths um,
0: teacher. Yeah. Um, and now he is basically Norwich's first-choice centre-back. Mm. Uh,
1: yeah, I would say, obviously, Ben Godfrey's been ever-present this season, but I, I do think that Ben does need someone with a bit more stature and a, you know, a bit more defensive now around him, whether that be Hanley or closer with his fit. So, yeah, Zimmerman's had a, a great season. Unexpected, that's probably what makes it so, so good.
0: Love it. Uh, can I throw um,
1: one more at you for 2019? An unsung hero? I'm going to say Cruel. Reason being, you know, there was a lot of darts when he first started and he did make a few mistakes. But I think his quality has shone through and he's been our best player this season. I think his performance has been excellent, even in a struggling team. So, Tim Cruel. Love that shout. Huge player in the group as well, isn't he? Um
2: maybe we say Tommy Tribal then, um, for trying to add some stability to, you know, a team that's that's going forward and and Norwich's attacking Flair always gets the uh, you know, gets gets the plaudits, but he at least managed to you know, provide some some balance in there in, in, in the midfield. And I think, you know, when you when he was when he was out injured you could see that, you know, that was perhaps something that
0: was m- missing in the squad. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we give that award to... Um, well, t- Tom Trouble can have hold it with one arm and Alex Tetti can hold it with the other. Because mm-hmm. I think, I think they're, so. the key, they're like the key yeah. partnership, aren't they, at yeah. this level at yeah. this moment in time. Well, what a year. We have got you with us, Darren Huckabee, which is very exciting. Uh, and I thought it'd be good to chat about the time when uh, when you were actually the big City present, which I think is the official uh, cliche. Unwrapped on Boxing Day here at Carroll Road. Uh, in 2003 as Norwich hosted Nottingham Forest Um, you'd been on loan for three months Um, you'd left a nice parting gift with an excellent performance here against Cardiff that Norwich won for one uh, Norwich were top of the league just hadn't they just gone top of the league league, after beating um, Ipswich Uh, it looked like the loan move from Manchester City it was going to be very hard to make it permanent and then uh, you got walked out onto the pitch before kick-off here against Nottingham Forest
1: yeah, memorable, memorable uh, time, really. I can remember, uh, obviously, the finishing the Cardiff game, everything had gone well. Lads, Christmas due on that night, so... And you're kind of thinking, all right, that's it, got to go back to Manchester. So, went back to Manchester, spoke with Keegan, and obviously, there was quite a few clubs sniffing around then, but I told him I'd only go back to Norwich. So, I just thought, you know, I can't spend you know, three months getting a team to the top of the league and then... The bond you've built, go to another club and it would be a waste of time. So I only go back to Norwich, or I'm staying there. So and you know, I think Keegan did help push it along, The money-wise, he, he helped it numbers-wise. So, yeah, I, I spoke to uh, Gary Megson, because uh, he was at West Brom at the time. It was a courtesy call, really. I just told him that I couldn't play for him. I, I, for him personally he, well I played I played with him at Lincoln yeah. and he was, he was a nice fellow but I used to see him on the side of a pitch bawling and screaming and I can't I can't any of it, any of that I'm like 27 years old and getting sh- 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 spoken to like a, <laughs> a you know like an 18 year old so I said to him you know all the best for the season I told him I'd only go back to Norwich and eventually it, it all got sorted out it was off then it was on then it was off and you know, I got the phone call Christmas Christmas Day it, it was back on again and sorted, So, yeah. When you um, when you left the, uh,
0: so to say, that left the Norwich group. What what were the sort of conversations you were having with the? Well, they all the knew I wanted to stay. Yeah. So
1: that was you know, the, and they they also realised that, you know, if I was there we, we had a real chance of, of doing something. And obviously, Kreutche had gone, gone back probably a month before that, and then they ended up signing two centre forwards. So you're kind of thinking, well, it's definitely not on now because obviously Leon and Matt Svensson came in. So uh, I kind of didn't know what was going on, but it was nice that it finally got sorted out. And- did you get any comments? I was, I was thinking about that because, yeah,
0: Norwich signed um, Matthias Svensson um, before the Ipswich game, didn't they? Well, yeah. actually, both of them yeah. were in, and, and Leon McKenzie, both before that game. Um, so when you heard about those signings, did you did you speak to anyone? Did you, Or did you literally just shut yourself off from it and...
1: I was still in conversation with Nigel, but... What was what was he saying? He's like, oh, no, I bought these two in, but I still weren't you. No, I think I was obviously the first choice, but it was kind of, it was not happening. In the end, the money, I don't think the money was even that much. I think it was 750 grand or something, which is, you know, it's peanuts, really, when, when you think about it. But at the time, it was just it just, it just wasn't happening. So you kind of, like, think, okay, I've got another slog, I've got another six months here to try and, you know, if you're away for three months, you, you don't just come back in and be involved with the squad. So it was... It's one of those times where you just got to get your head down, you know, refocus. I've got, to, you know, I've got six months to either get in this team or get myself fit enough to go somewhere else. And that's that's how football is. So it was difficult, but, you know, the, the Nigel always knew what my first choice was. Mm. So I wasn't trying to play any games. You know, it was either Norwich or that was it for the, for the rest of that season. So lucky for me, you know, people stepped up and got the job done. Jim, shall I
0: bring you in here? Um...
1: Can you remember that time?
2: I mean, I can. I mean, it's 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 fascinating sitting and listening to, you know, Darren. It's it's a great insight, and it's something that you know we don't get to hear very much in such you know such honesty about you know things going on behind the scenes. And I remember I remember at that time it, it coincided just when I was um, moving down to uh, moving down to London to start um, covering uh, to start covering the, the Premier League teams, and my beat was then. Um, uh, Charlton, Crystal Palace, and then oh, and Norwich have ended up in the Premier League, so you better go and you know you better go and cover <laughs> them. And and uh, Darren came in, and there was an, such a galvanizing, such a galvanizing force, and such a positive influence on you know on that team to help you know get Norwich over the line. We'd had the, the you know the, the the bit of disappointment a few years before of um, you know of, of not quite of not quite making it, um, and it was just it was again it was a period very much like we'd had. Um, just in the in the last twelve months with everyone going forward and all of those celebrations and uh, remember um covering that the the celebrations at the time and nigel after he he'd had the, the trophy you know he, he saw he he was in tears and he could see how much it meant to everyone to get Norwich over the line to get Norwich back in the premier League um, and it's just unfortunate that we weren't able to, you know, to sort of uh, to to back that up with the results. Again, a little bit like, you know, this season. So you just hope it's not a case of a case of history repeating itself again. But you know, the, the way Darren came in and and, and led everybody forwards, but it, it always, from a fan's point of view, it just seemed like the expectation was you just give Darren the ball and he's going to, you know, and he's going to take everybody on and he's going to run around everyone and, and and score. And I think sometimes that ends up being an unfair expectation to put on one player, however good that that player may be, to try and drag the team forward. You need everyone to, you know, everyone to to step up. Did you feel
1: the pressure at that point? Uh, or did you like it? No, no, I loved it. Loved the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. I just loved the anticipation when you know I got the ball, and then you could see everyone just stand up. But also, who you're playing against, they see what's happening as well, so they're expecting. To get ram ragged as well, so it's just a good time. It's just I, I was very lucky that whichever clubs I played for, the I kind of got treated the same way. So you know, I, I can't really really complain. You know, you, you go on to about how it's a bit like this season. We've not really spent any money because we didn't really spend any money. You know, like if we'd have bought Dean Ashton at the start of the season, we'd have stayed up, yeah, comfortable. Yeah, you know, in, in hindsight, that's a a massive mistake. You know, even keeping Ewan and Melke, it's like for, for for tiny bits of money. You just might, you might, you might have nicked as a goal coming on last minute, or but I guarantee if Dean Ashton had signed, the start of season would have stayed up with points to spare.
2: I covered the um, the game at the, the game at Arsenal, and I remember some of the some of the guys in 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 the back. I, I think Arsenal went into into quite a big league that time. and said, "Oh, you know this oh yes worst worst team ever to play in the Premier League, yeah worst team ever." And then you know Darren mm-hmm. picked the ball up. I think you you know you did. And uh, and stuck it in the back of the net, and that um it's a wonderful goal. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's kind of those it's it's kind of those things that can sometimes you know spur you you know spur you on. And I know that the, the manager often talks about you know Norwich of favourites for the you know for the for the twentieth position, but sometimes you know you can rise to that underdog you know, to that underdog challenge. And, and again, that season where Darren came in the Premier League, we were so close. And it's interesting you say about those dis- those key decisions which were made in the, in the summer, not retaining those players and not making those, you know, those investments earlier, you know, and you have to think now we've moved on with the amount of money that is available, that is probably worth that, you know, worth that gamble now in, in, in the January sales, if you can find the right player. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it's, it's not so much chucking loads of money, no. it's just smart money. So... Yeah. Like I say, if I'm sure that if there's a player comes up who will make us better, hmm. and it's not going to cost the world, yeah. I'm sure it'll happen. But that's what Stewart ever gets paid his yeah. big bucks for because, yeah. as it's been proven, he's very good at it.
2: Because you have to find that that balance, don't you? Because this this promotion now should really safeguard the future of the club for the next generation. Really, you know, with all of the financial troubles that the club has the club has been through. So it's how you sensibly manage this money and not just say right we'll, we'll, we'll take all the money and, we'll go down and be alright and, all and right. that's a
1: great point and that's the most important thing mm. the most important thing is not staying in the Premier League the most important thing is building a, a legacy and a future for the next 20 years and like I said it'd be nice if we do stay up and I hope we do but it's not the end of the world
0: everything always comes back to money I love it, gents. Uh, Well said. Uh, Remember, if you subscribe to The Athletic, uh, then make sure you log on to the website and app two hours after every Norwich City kickoff or 15 minutes after when it's supposed to finish <laughs> if your math is better like that um, uh, and then you can uh, discuss all the key topics from the action or with myself and uh, fellow subscribers and we will uh, return next week to survey Norwich City's festive efforts this time around but that is it for OTB5 uh, this podcast is freely available so make sure you subscribe with your podcast player of choice either on Apple or Android and if you want to get in touch with us just sling me a tweet or direct message to Twitter at Michael J Bailey uh, but we are done uh, Darren thank you so much for your time no, no other great Christmas everyone Yeah, indeed absolutely Jim thank you no thank you no it's, it's always, always great for some Norwich festive chat exactly and we will do it again I'm sure come 2020 uh, 20. a big thank you to you all for listening we really appreciate it we will be back next week for edition 6 of On The Ball a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic until then Merry Christmas Happy New Year and never mind the danger.